Well, should we just rock this thing out? Sure. What are you getting? Well, I'm getting a bounce. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lightness within it as well. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, on, just, honey, it's a yeah. very tricky color, and I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Terry and I worship an unconventional deity. The power of another dimension. Now, you're not going to read about this dimension in a book or in a magazine or uh, in a newspaper uh, because it doesn't exist anywhere except in my own mind. Hey, hey, hey. This is the David hey. Allen Show. Uh, we hey. are. <laughs> it's here. Hey. It, it, it's here. What? Last time oh, we were together here. was... Um, was coronation night? No. 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 It, no. It wasn't. I mean, she was hoping. She was hoping. Hoping. Yeah, hoping, hoping for to something. Be coronated. <laughs> yes, that she was. was uh, <coughs> but it was something for her. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So, uh, in the last, let's see, what's today? Seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah. So uh-huh. what? Nine days ago, this happened. Yeah. Is, this, is this right? You're right. Yep. Ocho. Eight days ago? No. It's the seventh or eighth? We have a silent guest in the audience today, (laughs) in studio today with us. Uh, David, by the way, is um, a coward Uh and and decided to... um, Not die? To (laughs) say what you will, call it what you will. Uh, Apparently, we're getting a blizzard here in the uh, upper Midwest. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, David wanted to not die. Apparently, not die. <laughs> Don't ask Which makes me, me why. A coward. Clearly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Clearly. I mean, I'm here. I braved the weather, and it was you, beginning to snow when I went out. Yeah, you braved the five blocks. Shh. Which it's Shh. it's it tells you um, your intestinal fortitude and and just the raw courage. Um, I applaud you, sir. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Uh-huh. Uh, and you might hear some uh, some jabbering on in the background. Uh, in our building, where the studio is located, um, they had a uh, a drinking club. I mean, uh, <clears throat> they call it a sip and shop, which means you wander about and drink wine all over Main Street and then potentially buy something. So... They want so. How is that any different than like Mardi Gras in New Orleans? Oh, interesting! They just walk down Main Street drinking and then buying stuff. I was just wondering. (laughs) It's possible. Oh, Uh, so one of the things after the coronation night, after um, someone got um, (laughs) handily slaughtered in the uh, in the method that our founding fathers chose. To select yeah. a president, which is the Electoral College. Now, one thing that I found interesting, and I didn't realize it until, oh, when was it? Yesterday, I think. I was talking to a friend about how I voted on some things, and I realized that I had illegally taken pictures of my ballot. What? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Seriously, that's why is that illegal? Oh, it's illegal to, to, I think, to publish them or to do something with it that way. I think that's illegal in South Dakota, which is just weird to me. Uh, and what I realized, and we both were kind of in, intrigued, uh, under the name of the electors, or no, sorry, uh, in the South Dakota ballot anyway, it states that you are voting for presidential electors. 
which makes some sense because you have an electoral college. Huh. Now, it says you may vote for one slate or leave it blank. Now, in South Dakota, we had four options. We had four sets. South Dakota gets three electoral college votes. So the way it looked, and this is maybe one of the few states that does it this way. It could be because of the amount of electoral votes that we actually have. Um, there are three names listed underneath the people on the ticket. So under Trump-Pence, uh, it shows the, the who the electors are. And one is Dennis Dugard, who is the current uh, governor. Uh, Matt My Michels, maybe? Who, I don't know who that is. And then Marty Jackley, who I believe is the Secretary of State for our, our fine state. And so basically, you're not voting for the president. You're voting for the electors. In yeah. South Dakota, at least. It lists them. And then the, yeah. the Johnson Weld. Who, oh, that's Gary Johnson. Uh, Clinton Kane. Their uh, electors are J.R. LaPlante. Susan Kelts. I don't know who that is. And um, Ann Tomberg. Ann Tomberg. Ann Tomberg. Right. So that's the deal. And then the, we had the Constitution Party as an option on the hmm. ballot. Hmm. Whoop, Obama's behind. Uh, Frank Howe, Joel Bergen, and Melvin Van Dentop. That last name is V-A-N space D-E-N space T-O-P. That's a last name for you. Interesting. Uh... <clears throat> so I thought that was kind of fascinating. The other piece that intrigued me with the vote, because you, uh, David, were here with us live in our live stream of the show of the election, yeah, right? I, and I, I called it for Hillary really early. And <laughs> Instantly, you called like... it for Hillary, and then you got ill <laughs> left. So, ooh, that must have been the, the precursor. <laughs> yeah. You got ill. It was just depression. It was, uh, I was just horribly depressed. And was uh, uh, fearing for the worst, is what it was. Mm-hmm. And so, um, in the last, what, this is episode 30, what, 7 or 8? Man, I can't oh, remember. I think it's eight? 8, actually. Yeah, I think 37 was last week. So, um, in all of our, you know, nearly a year of doing this. I, well, I, I do have to say that I, I feel an cr incredible amount of shame, because by me, um, calling it like that, I might have kept some people from actually voting for Trump because they heard my voice and they thought, "What's the point?" She, w you know, so uh -huh. I almost. Uh, so do you think you swung it, was, it away it from her? Tuck. No, towards her. I mean, and it was it was inadvertent, but oh, so you, are I, you saying that you could be I the almost, sole cause that she took the 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 popular vote? Maybe. Yeah. Exactly. Huh. I think I, it was it was me, and I, I feel a tremendous amount of shame. Anyways, <laughs> keep going. Yeah. Okay. Um, I you derailed my train of thought. Oh, in South Dakota, <laughs> uh, and to the end of the night, looking down the list of uh, winners mm -hmm. of all the local races, mm -hmm. unless you were unchallenged and a Democrat, you lost in South Dakota. So there were several races that there were two uh, seats available, and so two Republicans, two Democrats ran. Uh huh. The Republicans all won, with the wow. exception, I think, of one seat, and it was a really, really, really tight race. 
and like within wow. probably a hundred or more or less votes. I don't know. It it was tight. <clears throat> but otherwise, it was red, red across the board. <laughs> and then uh, in in this in your state, I think the Senate uh, moved yeah. to the red aisle, which I yep. find fascinating. Is that a is this a uh, uh, what's the word referendum? Um, you know, on uh, see, in in Minnesota, it's, I mean on on Dayton. Uh, no, well, because he's still an awesome for, rich guy, right? See the the problem with the the pres or the uh, the governorship is um, a Democrat has to do a really lousy job in order for a Republican to get in. And if he doesn't do a horrible job, mm-hmm. um, it'll probably, and many times it'll be a, a, a Democrat governor. But since, you know, um, the, uh, the Twin Cities area, they, uh, uh, you could have a Republican uh, Congress uh, state legislature um just because of the uh the representatives in the outstate because most of the outstate or a good portion of the outstate is republican so <clears throat> there's there's a good balance i think um in minnesota it would be nice if it was more republican obviously but uh because we have all the uh the obama bots and i don't know what what you call them the uh, buttercups um, down in the cities, it's just uh, we lose. Yep. We so. lose. Who loses? Oh, you, oh, you mean the people? The people lose. Yeah, of course, as usual. <clears throat> so the party that stands on the moral soapbox of inclusion. And open-mindedness and tolerance. Which one is that again? Uh, the Republican Party. Oh, right. <laughs> right. Right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, and yep. in the media, which one is that? Um, the Communist Party. Oh, the com- yes, the Democrats. Yeah, hold on. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yep. Mm-hmm. Man, yep. I get those two mixed up all the time. It's so close. I don't know why I, don't know why I do that. I don't either. Uh, I found it rather fascinating. Um, at the level of sheer hatred mm-hmm. that has enveloped the uh, this thing we call social networking. Yeah. Coming from the, the party of tolerance and love and peace <laughs> and unity and yeah. uh, open-mindedness, right? Yeah. Yeah, they don't seem to be. It seems hypocritical. Well... They changed the definition of terms, is what they did. That's, yeah. Okay. I, so someone on the face bag uh, posted this and said, "Would be great if you all could read this." So let's go read it real quick. It's called "Voted for Trump." I have only one plea to my friends. Yes, friends who voted for Trump. You say you voted for Trump for reasons entirely absent from hatred, racism, and misogyny. You are sick of being called a racist, a, mi- a misanthrope, a sexist, yeah. a xenophobe. So let's start with this premise. I believe you when you say you don't hold any of those things in your heart. I believe you when you say that these things are not why you voted for him. I believe you in all caps. But 
slash and. He and his surrogates do say hateful things and use coded language like, quote, certain groups and, quote, certain neighborhoods. Some people are hearing those things and are now feeling emboldened to do and say truly hateful, un-American things to minority groups. The stories are pouring in. Echoes of Brexit as American women have their hijabs ripped from their heads, as women are grabbed and men laugh and say, we can grab you by the now. As brown school children come home in tears because some of their white classmates have told them they'll have to leave the country as black people are called the N-word in the street by white people who say, Oh, God, it feels so good to say that in public again. I know that that is not you. Hear me say it. Stop thinking I'm saying this at you when I'm just saying it to you. I believe you, so believe me, please. Your knee-jerk reaction is going to be to shout, quote, Those bad apples don't represent me. So don't lay their horrible behavior at my feet. How many ways can I say this? I believe you. But, and, this is still a real phenomenon. You and those apples supported and support the same man, even if for vastly different reasons. And those bad apples feel really, really good right now. The KKK is holding a celebratory parade. A parade! Those awful people who I rush to say again and again are not you feel vindicated and empowered by this election result. So here's where I stand. You voted for him, so I believe you have a responsibility to hold him to a truly American standard. I'm not asking you to reject the president-elect. I'm not asking you to apologize for your vote. I'm not telling you you're not allowed to feel vindicated for your feelings of being ignored and left out and lied to. I'm not telling you what your stance on immigration or refugees or Black Lives Matter should be. Here's what I am saying. You've said all along that you disagree with the inelegant things Trump says about all kinds of groups of people. You've agreed that his statements about women are abhorrent. You say you like him because he gets stuff done, not because of the way he speaks. And I believe to my core that you agree that all people should be treated with decency. So now you get to prove it. It's actually so simple. Demand that it end. Demand that he finally vociferously reject the KKK and other white supremacist groups Every single time he or his surrogate says something overgeneralized about any group of people, quote, all black lives, all black people live in inner cities and their lives are hell. Quote, all, most, many, refugees, immigrants, Muslims, whatever, are dangerous. That women, th that woman is only a seven. Hold him to the highest standard you have. Contact him and tell him, I support you, I voted for you, and I demand that you stop saying these things. <laughs> now is a real you, chance you almost fell into <laughs> to prove everyone wrong. Keep it's going, also a real chance to actually protect some fellow Americans and fellow humans from harm. How? You, a good-hearted, well-intentioned, America-loving person, can publicly and loudly demand that the president-elect and all of his surrogates and appointees denounce all hate groups who are celebrating his win as a win for their agenda. You can demand publicly, not just on your Facebook feed or just to friends, that the president-elect make a public statement disavowing and condemning every single act of violence, intimidation, bigotry, misogyny, and hatred that is being done in his name and in the name of his movement. 
He should just say it. This is disgusting. It's un-American, and I will not allow it to be done in my name or in celebration of my presidency. You are the only ones who can do this. Do it because you are all things you say you are, loving, tolerant, inclusive, and American. Do it because, as Edmund Burke said, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Oh, Oh, misogynist. Well, so women can't. Have. It's just men. You say that. What a pig. Why are you listening to him? But the way it was written, it was the W and O are in parentheses in front of the men. <laughs> so um, your uh, point is not taken. So he, he, he added I, I don't think parentheses is the way to actually quote someone if you add to it isn't that the brackets that you are supposed to do yes yeah this guy's an idiot <laughs> yeah i, I kind of got that uh, oh sorry girl Early girl on. girl jessica hortall she wrote she's a that? human an american and a social entrepreneur what is a social entrepreneur i I, I, what so is the, this gender? <clears throat> yep. Cis. It's sissies. Girls. Uh, so that uh, was one thing that was on my news feed. Um, I, there's several that I can't say because they're swear words. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. Yeah. I thought I think it's funny that they uh what she she made some kind of comment that uh who oh this person that you just read oh the diatribe yeah that it's uh that people shouldn't generalize um when it's discussing or talking about uh, Trump followers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, the other way around. Oh, right, right, they right, should, right. They shouldn't generalize mm-hmm. about black people living here or there, and yet they'll turn around and generalize Shh. Trump followers. <clears throat> Again, yes. Shh. I um, I have a friend on Facebook. Uh-oh. Okay. I have a Facebook friend. There you go. There you go. <clears throat> this is like a girlfriend. <laughs> a Facebook friend. I have a Facebook friend. This this person no. was, was my closest friend growing up. Really? My absolute closest friend. So clearly you have a similar uh, outlook on life, I presume, yeah? Well, one time we did, and that would have been about 30 years ago. And now... Um, <laughs> oh, it's different now? Oh, you've changed. Yeah, things, oh, things have changed. David, you must have been such a liberal. Yeah, um, well, um, uh, uh, no... No, no. Um, this person Whatever. has gone. Um, whoo. Yeah, let's have it. Yeah. Uh, on election night, <clears throat> I basically I uh, I just can't I just can't listen to the his feed anymore. It's just just because it gets it gets so old. And here's somebody who uh, is a college professor. Who's somebody who um, is very intelligent? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, one of the big things people have been talking about in the news is this echo chamber, supposedly. Yeah. 
where you just surround yourself by the same thinking type of people, same people that think the same way. Mm -hmm. And so it just becomes this, you just uh, isolate your thinking more and more. So you're only around like-minded people and you Mm -hmm. get more and more extreme. Well, on election night, he, uh, he (laughs) at 11.57 p.m., uh, he said some stuff earlier. And he's been, you know, slamming Trump forever. Um, but this is the start of of the, uh, I wouldn't say break with reality, but like uh, the start of the hysteria. Um, he said, I can't watch these election results any longer without stressing out. Seriously, America, what in that blank is wrong with us that there's even the possibility that a racist – misogynist blank hyphen balloon could win the fracking presidency. If you voted for (laughs) Trump, because he just, he can't even... Can't call him by his actual name? No. If you voted for Trump, shame on you in capital letters. I'm going to sleep. Here's wishing everyone that we don't wake up in an alternate universe of dystopian hellscape tomorrow. (laughs) Dystopian hell. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, so he see, he said misogynist. Oh yes, of course. Okay, so uh, if we if we go to the interweb and we look up the word misogyny, yeah, the noun definition is a dislike of, contempt for, or ingrained prejudice against women. Women. I would love to see an example of that. Is this not the same person? who has made lots of money raising women up and showing the beauty of of the feminine body off? Is that misogyny? Well. It's not contempt or dislike or prejudice against, is it? If anything, it's just the opposite. I guess that's one way to look at it. (laughs) I think what they would say is that you are turning a woman into an object. <clears throat> well, if we go down the page, Vox, Vox.com, which is just a beacon of truth and wisdom and, and intellect. Vox, why misogyny won? America's president-elect is an alleged sexual predator. This theory of sexism explains how it came to this and why even even many women voted for him. Because women are misog- women hate themselves. Uh, clearly, that's what they're trying to say. Ah. Uh-huh. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah, the, the next morning mm-hmm. when he got up. Oh, your buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said, "I'm ashamed to be an American today. I want to believe these results are due entirely to so many new." voter suppression laws. I want to remain an optimist about humankind, but half the U.S. population voting for the guy who who's claimed victory, I just can't. Well, then how is that voter suppression? You know, those voter suppression. Oh, oh, yeah, laws. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, those yeah. new ones. So then, uh, shortly thereafter, he said, we're living in the prologue of a dystopian novel. Dystopian, huh? 
Or maybe the narrative has been running for a long time, but enough facts about the world were good enough to cover up the true nature of this nation, at least for some of us. This moment in our history just makes all that vanish, boils it away. The scales over our eyes evaporate and optimism about human nature dissipates like the vapor where it was all along. I truly hope we're living in the Matrix, because if not, dot, dot, dot. Oh, brother, really? Yep. And then, shortly thereafter, you know, I fear for our military, it's going to shrink dramatically because he had a message to the military, dear U.S. military, a good message to send right now is to resign. Let the world know you... Let the world know you don't support this horrible person as commander-in-chief. Because I remember when I was in the Marine Corps, I could just walk away whenever I wanted to. I could just say, Captain, I resign. I am out of here. And they would say, you know what? Good luck. Oh, no. No, that's not how it works. (laughs) I'm sorry. (coughs) Did you make that up? Which uh, which part? <laughs> the walking away part. <laughs> yeah, I did. No. And then there's more and more. But see, it, it's these people that I don't understand. Who are they trying to uh, convince? Are they trying to prove some intellect by their these rantings on Facebook? I mean, I, I, I have a lady that uh, I know. Uh-huh. And I, there, I am daily uh, flabbergasted, flabbergasted at the stuff she posts. Because I think, and maybe I'm wrong, I think she's intelligent. And so I'm blown away at the stuff that uh, she puts out there. I mean, she is a huge, was a huge Hillary fan. And from what I can tell, uh, had a lot to do with the fact that she was a woman. Hillary Clinton? Correct, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I don't know. She, uh, yesterday, uh, linked an article that says, Mike Pence will be the most powerful Christian supremacist in U.S. history. And the quote, she, the, the comment she wrote was, we need to be getting to know these people. We already knew human rights were going to take a huge hit during this administration, along with the climate. This article will help you understand why. My counterintuitive prediction, religious freedom will take a serious beating as well, as they say, folks, be careful what you wish for. Mm. I just... And then they are just losing their minds over this uh, appointment of Bannon as his uh, uh, advisor chief advisor mm-hmm. and so wants something on, on November 15 which is two days ago for those who have interest which is just an absolute arrogant position oh for those of you that care I mean like me if you're like me and you care uh here's a good article this is a good explanation of how op- opposition to Bannon's appointment can be accomplished given as a staff position and not a cabinet position, he's not subject to Senate confirmation. The bottom line, senators and representatives still have influence and it's worth getting on the line with them. So she hates Bannon. Um, she said what Ben Carson just did is odd when he said he didn't want a position. 
in the Trump administration, but I have to say I respect him for it, and nod slightly to the universe. What? Huh. Yeah. I, and then, I mean, all the co- a good portion of the college kids are just vile on here. The ones that actually have something to say? No, they don't. And uh, I think she's also advocating you put a safety pin or a diaper pin on your clothes. Which yeah, is what always, is that about? What's that about? It means I got your back. I'm here to hold you together, even though you're falling apart and being killed. Or it means you're so full of crap, I have to keep you closed. <laughs> That's kind of more what I think. But um, And then uh, November 13, I would, in all sincerity, love to hear from some folks who still believe the concerns for a Trump presidency are overblown in the light of Steve Bannon's appointment. Feel free to message me privately, though a public discussion would be fruitful as well. And someone commented, his appointment is reprehensible. Oops, not what you were looking for. I think it is the scariest thing ever. Yet, it is what it is. I imagine now we will hear as much squawking by unhappy Democrats as we did unhappy Republicans the last eight years. Even though this is a whole new level of terror. The good news, the worse things get the more Christians go to their knees. This may get bad enough. Even non-Christians will be on their knees. Thanks. Thanks. I would dearly like to believe this isn't a Democrat-Republican thing. See, this is one thing about this lady who runs all these posts. She is constantly trying to hide behind this this persona of open-minded. I just want to know people's... I don't care. You know, it's not about party. It's about uh, issues. Mm -hmm. And yet... She, from what I can tell, is pretty straight across the board, Democrat, liberal, from what I can tell. Okay. Are Christians, particularly those who aided in the election of Mr. Trump, willing to stand up and tell him this is unacceptable? It really goes beyond normal partisan bickering. Then she posted a a link. To an article from uh, from Kristen uh, Kristen Akleveland, whatever. Anyway, some blog. Fifteen wow. books for fighting for justice in the Trump era, and its oh. picture is at Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr. and some other dark skinned ladies. And then November thirteen again. So let's talk specifics for a minute. And some context. Steve Bannon has just been named, quote, chief strategist senior counselor for President-elect Trump's administration. One could express some relief that at least he is not the chief of staff. I'm not sure this is better since he holds as much less official and quite possibly more influential position. Go ahead, Google this position and see who else has held it. I'll be here when you get back. It just makes me want to vomit. Well, yeah. yeah, go look it up because you're so stupid. You don't know. You go look it up and come back. I'll wait for you to go learn something. You uneducated voter is what it says, really. My um, my daughter has a friend. Mm, that's weird. Who? Yeah, <laughs> tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she didn't even have to put. You know, never mind. Um, <laughs> anyways, she's a ten dollar friend. friend. It's fine. 
Yeah. Who moved to uh, to New York City and prop? Well, I think in college, um, she was so open minded, her brain fell out. But anyways, she uh, eventually wandered to New York City, where she oh uh, man, got more uh, of it taken out. Oh yes, yes. Um. Anyways, she had a post from Moby, the uh, music, the whale the singer, the singer. Um, and it says, "America, you are so much more racist and misogynist than I'd ever imagined." I've I saw that posted by a couple of my uh, other acquaintances also. Well, anyways, I evidently one of her Facebook friends responded to her, and he said this. He said, come on now. Trump being elected doesn't mean America is this racist, misogynist, terrible country any more than if Hillary won and all the people who would say that, uh, who would say the Constitution w- was dead, the Second Man- Amendment, which I realize is part of the Constitution, is dead, and insert other comments. The world will not erupt in flames tomorrow. Shh, we- don't tell people this. We are all Americans, and regardless of the outcome, it's never as bad as everyone makes it out to be, and we will continue to live together. Both sides have good ideas about how to improve the country, but the problem is both sides think their side is better and refuse to see the merit in the other's idea. Life goes on. Am I devastated Gary Johnson didn't win? Yes, but I will live. And uh, her Wait, was that you? Did no, you write I this? No I, no, I didn't. Um. <laughs> But her response was, I disagree. Wow, that's it. Yep. Huh. Yeah. And see, you know, I'm uh, I'm fair and balanced here because I didn't vote for Trump. I didn't that's vote for true. Hillary. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, neither did I. <laughs> Digging deeper into my ballot. I voted for electors. I didn't vote for the president. Sure. I just voted for three electors that I preferred. Huh. Stick that now, up you your can... nose, liberals. Yeah. So, like, if um, and I'm spent. It... <laughs> <laughs> so now you can you can honestly say you didn't vote for Trump. That's a great point. Yes. Did you mm-hmm. vote for Trump? No, I did not. Mm-hmm. Actually, I did not. I voted for Dennis Dugard. I voted for Marty Jackley and someone else <laughs> that I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's great. But as as you know on this show, I voted uh, the way I did for those three electors, uh, primarily because I was sick and tired of the system. And I liked the way that that candidacy of the Donald arose and scared the crap out of the media and the, the ruling class on both sides. I mean, the Republicans hate them. They do. I mean, they, they the only reason well, they that did. they... Well, I think they do. Yeah. Um, but now they but, have but they to have to right because he will he's going to expose them as much as he'll expose the liberals and that's what they're afraid of. Yes. Yes. Ooh. Side note. What do you think of Ted Cruz's AG? I think, think he'd Trey do it. Gowdy would be better. Oh, I I oh. think so too. Oh, either one goodness. of them though. Yeah. 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 I think either one would be great. Kurt? Who? But uh, Kurt. Ted Cr- Trey. What? what? I think what, either who? one. Sorry. Who? The, the, the peanut gallery is trying to get in here. <laughs> I think either one would be great. Wouldn't that be just a blow in the face of all liberals? Or the liberal t- or agenda? I know people have, have mentioned this before. I think it would even be better if Ted Cruz was uh, Supreme Court justice. Oh, man. 
Well, there's talk that that was uh, one of the ways to get him off the out of the race. Ooh, yeah. That'd be crazy. Uh, one more post real quick before I get off this lady for a while. Uh, sure. And not, figuratively, that is. Uh, hey, white folks. Even if you hear some black folks, which means she's called everyone idiots. Because uh, as we know from John C. Dvorak, when you say folks, you mean idiots. <clears throat> hey, white idiots. Even if you hear some black idiots diminishing racial terror, that is never ours to do. It's not our experience to deny. So when will the left stop being, will Never. stop looking at color? When? Never. Because they judge the, they don't judge people by the content of their character. They judge them by the color of their skin. They are exactly contrary to what Martin Luther King, the bastion of moral uh, awesomeness of their cause, apparently. They go against everything he stood for, at least in that one speech. Right? Sure. Sure. Right? Come on. Disagree. Sure. Right? No. You can't. No, I disagree. That nah, you can't. Eh, eh, okay. eh, hold on. Oh, that's a crappy buzzer. Sorry. <laughs> so I'm done with that nonsense, I think. Uh, I, actually, as... Well, I, I, I did want to say yeah? that that one guy that, that was my friend at one time... Yeah? He, he no longer refers to Donald Trump as... Trump or Donald Trump, he now refers to him as the human stain. So, so what? So uh, that could be referred to as a as, as poop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh man, I mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. have the I don't have the jingle, but or the recording. Uh, but uh, someone sent into Adam Curry a list. Of or a list, uh, some recordings of some of the chants that were going on in New York City. Uh, the protest oh, chants. Yes, I heard that. Holy cow! One of them, beep beep boop boop. Donald Trump's a piece of poop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding? So what are? How do they? How do these people expect anyone to take them seriously? Um. Well, I don't know if they, any of them do because they're all hired by Soros. They're not really thinking mm. about – they're just standing out there because they're <laughs> getting 15 20 bucks an hour. And since they don't have an actual job, <clears throat> I bet they, it, they'll probably get paid cash under the table so they won't even have to report this on their taxes. Good you know news, I mean? though. Mm-hmm. Good news. This just in. Now they can use that to, for uh, beard wax. Oh, you know, the yes. For their yeah. yeah. Hey, oh. Yeah. As and anti Trump rallies. And the women can use it to um, help uh, braid their armpit to hair. Help grow more armpit hair. Good, good, good. Yeah. As anti Trump rallies nationwide turned hostile overnight with widespread reports of violence, looting, vandalism, and death threats against the president elect and his supporters, police in numerous major cities were able to instill calm and regain control by handing out participation trophies to all millennial protesters <laughs> who were enraged about losing the election, sources confirmed. The shrewd tactic was the idea of New York police officer Joe Butler, who has three twenty-something children himself, and noted to reporters Thursday that he remembered how his children never had to deal with losing as they were growing up. It's a foreign notion to them. Even in sports, win or lose, everyone won, and everyone got a trophy no matter what. This is the millennial way, he said, 
So I had the idea, hey, why not start handing out participation trophies to the protesters and telling them, hey, you know what? You may have lost the election, but look, everyone gets a trophy. Everyone's a winner. Seeing how the trophies had an instantaneous calming effect on the millennials and filled them with a sense of fulfillment and achievement. Word spread quickly among police departments nationwide, and emergency trophies were produced by the thousands for use at the rallies. At publishing time, police had regained control in cities across the country, and the crowds of now-content protesters were heading home with their trophies, according to sources. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's the Babylon Bee. I, I misread that. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? I had no idea. It, it probably would work. You had me at trophy. Yeah, yeah. So. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Donald Trump, <coughs> the press Ooh. is up in arms. Yeah, this yesterday. The press is up in arms, and this is not a joke, over the fact that President-elect Donald Trump went out for dinner on Tuesday night and failed to tell them. An apparent breach of protocol. The what? Hill reported, Donald Trump left Trump Tower without his press pool on Tuesday to have dinner with his family. The president-elect reportedly received a standing ovation and cheers upon arriving at 21 Club, a New York City restaurant, an hour after his spokeswoman had called a lid, signaling to the reporters following him that he was in for the night. Spokeswoman Hope Hicks said, she wasn't aware of this movement, adding she wouldn't do anything to leave the press in the dark. Here are some of the breathless headlines this tragic and unprecedented incident generated. CNN Money. Backlash after Donald Trump ditches his press pool. Politico. <laughs> White House Correspondents Association says lack of media access of, to President-elect Trump is unacceptable. NBC News, as Trump leaves press behind for steak dinner, incoming admin already showing lack of transparency. Do, do, they, do they station one in his bedroom to see how many times he farts while he sleeps? Well, they want that. Here's an actual screenshot from MSNBC. It's, of course, of Rachel Maddow. Maddow. Oh. M M oh. Maddow. The, the, mm. Yeah, Rachel. Yeah, her. Um, with, with the Chiron at the bottom, breaking news, breaking news, everybody, breaking news. Trump goes to dinner without alerting the press pool. No. Oh. That, no, you're I making I cannot believe this. You're making that up, right? No. This is absolutely true. This happened yesterday. <laughs> yeah. It's sad. It should be a joke. This should be a Babylon Bee article. It's not. Oh, my God. Goodness. This should be the onion. It's not. It's not. No. It's outrageous. Yep. Yep. And this, folks, idiots, is your press. This is the yeah. people that give you the news that you care about. Yeah. I think. I don't know. Uh, be Tom Brokaw, the news that you care about. <laughs> uh, this is uh, also the David Allen Show. And, um, yeah, it's uh, post-election night syndrome that we're in the middle of, oh, I think. Oh, that's right. Yeah? That's mm -hmm. right. What, who? That's right. Mm -hmm. Do they have medication for that? Medication? Oh, it's trophy. it's no, trophies. Trophies. That's what we need. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. I mean, why not, right? Yeah. <clears throat> the self versus self.
Hey, this is the David Allen Show. David Allen Show at gmail.com. David Allen Show at the uh, the Facebook, face bag if you care. I mean, we're not on there very much, but someday we might. You never know. I don't know. Are we? Are we there? Who? Yeah. What? No. Yeah. No what? Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Hey. So, uh, David, your current uh, job is yeah. uh, filling the minds of the the youth of the world, right? With ed- yeah. with knowledge. Yes. Um, yes. What is the actual uh, sentiment in uh, that group of people? Well, it's it's interesting that in the school where I'm at, um, they. Uh, oh, that's sorry. That last story, Dinnergate. Oh, is that what it was called? <laughs> oh my goodness! Sorry, go ahead. So, that's funny. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's sad. Oh man, it's pathetic. Um, yeah, no. Um, you know, sometimes they should just listen to the children, because. Uh, oh, interesting. They uh, they did a a vote, and the the vote was for Trump, and it was like a hundred and. 50 or 100 and I think it was around 150 votes for Trump. Um, Hillary got 29 and Gary Johnson got like 27. Really? Yeah. So out of the mouths of babes. Hmm. Either that or I I think uh, a liberal would would spin it that he uh, basically appeals to people that aren't very sophisticated or intelligent. Uh, clearly, <laughs> what what say that again? That's how the uh, the liberal would spin it. Oh, would spin it? No, that's exactly what they do. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what they think is truth. Yeah. Yep. That's right. That's right. Uh, Drudge right now. Right now. Right now, Drudge. Right now? Romney and Trump to discuss Secretary of State position. NBC source says. According to sources to NBC News, a source close to Donald Trump with direct knowledge of the president elect's confirms that this is. Have you been following anything that Ann Coulter has written? Uh was it her? No, Laura Ingram, I saw it said she would be the spokeswoman, gladly. (laughs) (laughs) Which would be fun. Um Ann Coulter Yesterday, she wrote an article. Um, she entitled it Literally Shaking. And it goes like this. This is what she said. Until the nationwide protests of the last few days, I had no idea how bad the problem was. But our nation is drowning in drama queenery. <laughs> yep. The immediate reaction of most celebrities to Trump's victory was... The world is waiting for my take on the election. Aaron Sorkin and David Remnick in matching pink housecoats and fuzzy slippers wrote hysterical article about the cataclysm of Trump's election. Sorkin was especially irked that Trump was supported by white men who don't appreciate rap music. 
As proof huh. that the end was near, he triumphantly reported that Dow futures dropped 700 points overnight. <laughs> After a brief <laughs> that drop, worked out. the Dow surged to historic <laughs> highs, breaking its week, biggest weekly gain in five years. Um, <clears throat> that worked out. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's great. Uh, it, it, it was a hilarious <laughs> article. Um, uh if you go to annecoulter.com, it's on there. Um, but can you imagine if she was the press secretary? Ann Coulter? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Wait, who was uh, W's press secretary uh, who used to be a, a news guy? Uh, he died of cancer. Tony Snow. Yeah. Tony Snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was... He was great. Yeah, but it was cool because he came from the press, which means... Uh, Laura Ingram could work. I mean, she's got a talk show. Uh, Tony Snow had a talk show and quit his talk show to be press secretary. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It might be interesting. Yeah. But wait a second. What? Who? When was the last time a Democrat had a female press secretary? Because Obama think? has had Gibbs... Um, Jay Carney, and now um, Josh Ernest, the jokester. Now, there are under people that happen to be females, but I don't know. Did Clinton have a female press secretary? I don't think so. Is George it because they think they get hysterical? George was? Stephanopoulos was <laughs> Clinton's press secretary? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. For a while. I mean, he wasn't the whole time, but that was eight years. Oh, D.D. Myers, I guess. Okay, he had one. Oh, George, okay. Joe Lockhart, D.D. Myers, Mike McCurry, and Jake Seward. Hmm. That Jake looks like a moron. <laughs> Interesting. And then uh, W had uh, Dana Perino. Yeah, Dana Perino, right? Wasn't it? Uh... Dana Perino. <coughs> Who had her? Uh, our Ari Fleischer, Scott McClellan, George W. He did. Yeah, she was the first. And now she's a talking head on Fox. Yeah. Who made, Who uh, did not, who called Trump losing bad and had to go back and eat her words. <laughs> kind of like me. Yeah, yeah. Except you weren't quite getting paid the six-figure salary or seven that she's getting paid to talk on television she and gets... show her legs. Oh. Well, well I, I do that she could... for that much. <laughs> Would you? The problem is people may not watch. Well. <laughs> yeah, but. Um, uh, we're going to find out how much she gets paid. Chris Matthews. Doesn't he have a talk show and nobody watches that? <laughs> yeah, so does uh, uh, Rachel Maddow. Maddow and the other lesbian, uh, Chris Hayes. Yeah. <laughs> Don Lemon. Right. That Don Lemon. Oh, yeah. And uh, the Anderson Pooper. Cooper. Cooper. Yeah. Yeah, the. Well, no, I'm not going to say it. Yeah, good, 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 good. Mm -hmm. Nope. <laughs> Dana P-A-R-I-N-O. I'm trying to find how much she gets paid. Dana Perino, sorry, at Fox. <clears throat> uh, currently, it's been estimated that the overall size of Dana Perino's net worth equals $4 million. Oh, her she sal married? Her salary from Fox News is as much as $250,000. That's all? No. 
She talks for what? Every, is she on every night? Maybe. Five days a week. Yeah. I, 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 what, what kind of research you got to do? I mean, someone who was the press secretary of the president has so, got connections galore. So if she's getting paid that, then that would mean a male, the males on there are getting paid. 40, what, 40% uh, about, more? No, uh, 10% more? About 25%, 25%. more. So around uh, $300,000. Let's see. Yeah, who is it? Josh Ernest, right? Josh, 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 the jokester. Um, come on, Joshy. Oh, uh, no, no, that was a fox. Or, or, are you talking about the men on Fox or are you talking about the press secretary? Uh, the men on Fox. Oh, yes. Because uh, press secretary salary currently is $176,461. Oh, yeah. Oh, here we go. Meet the 16 highest paid White House staffers. We're going to meet them. Ready? Okay. Do you have do you have your nice jacket on? No. Mm. Should I put on pants? What? Why do I have music playing? Mm, I hate um. these autoplay videos seen in politics. <laughs> uh, the list of President Barack Obama's aides making top dollar is essentially a roster of his inner circle. Dennis McDonough, his chief of staff. Press Secretary Josh Ernest. Political strategist David Seamus. Uh, longtime confidant. I didn't know that was a position. Is that an actual job title? Uh, hi, I'm the longtime confidant of the president. <laughs> Valerie Jarrett, who some say, some say, is the actual president. Uh, National Security Advisor Susan Rice. Deputy National Security Advisor Ben Rahodes. Rose. Uh, Deputy Chief of Staff Anita Breckenridge and and oh, Chief Deputy Chiefs of Staff. Okay, so he's got a Chief of Staff that's a guy, and then he's got two assistants, deputies that are women. I see. So he surrounds himself with the lowly ladies, but the men have to do the real job. This is so hypocritical. These Democrats. Tina Chen, the Chief of Staff. Maybe, you know... Of Michelle. Oh, Michelle. Okay. <laughs> uh, the top earner in the White House, though, isn't listed on the report. The president himself makes $400,000 a year. What in the world does the president need four hundred grand for? What does he do? He can't go outside without someone holding his hand. Um, Come on. Well, he golfs a lot, so he has to pay a lot in uh, green fees, right? I'm waiting. He golfs a lot, so oh, he has to I'm pay sorry. a lot in green fees. Yeah. Do you think he actually pays that? Give me a break. Hey, he's the most ethical president. Oh, I forgot. Most transparent, too. And they've transparent. had no, they have had no scandal. None scandals at this president. Andrea well, Mitchell, NBC News, Andrea Mitchell. Uh, <clears throat> but a quarter of a century in the spotlight, also one of Clinton's biggest obstacles, obstacles, as she struggled to fully earn voters' trust, despite a deeply unpopular opponent. Now, that is just absolute lying. He clearly was not deeply unpopular, or he wouldn't have won. Never escaping questions about here, 
use of a private email server, the FBI announcement on October 28, bringing the scandal back into the spotlight, becoming Clinton's October surprise, knocking her from what seemed a comfortable lead just 11 days before the election. Uh, Andrea Mitchell wrapped up the report by proclaiming, this is a quote, Women supporters who have hoped this would finally be their year, shocked and distraught, the wait for the country's first female commander-in-chief, 240 years and still counting. Well, most of that they couldn't vote, so. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, so you can't really say 240 years. You got to go from when they were able to start voting. No, you don't <clears throat> right? have to. No, because they would have wanted to be in charge back then, but they just weren't allowed no. to. No, it's not true. Because all the women back there were feminist liberals. Clearly. Nope, it's not true. And if the woman President Obama called the most qualified person ever to run for the White House couldn't break through, the question remains, who can? Wow. Okay. Go ahead. That's Andrea Mitchell. Oh, is that uh, what the, you said? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. Because mm. if, uh, again, who, the if the woman President Obama called the most qualified person ever to run can't break through, then who can? David, who can break through that glass ceiling? I'm, I'm kerflunkled. That's so sad. I'm perplexed. I feel, I feel terrible. Do you that, really? That, I don't. Well, no. <laughs> what no. I feel terrible about is that the liberals are so stinking blind and they are so full of themselves and so full of hate that they would rather... Look at the gender of a candidate and vote a woman candidate strictly because she doesn't have a penis. They would vote her in because she's a woman. Irregardless. Yeah. Is that even a word? Regardless the of the germs. fact that she is corrupt. <laughs> I mean, people were crying because they got to vote for a woman. Fine. Vote for Jill Stein. Vote for some. Write in Minnie Mouse. I don't care. Write in. That's not a woman. Write a woman in. But don't Manny. vote for you said stinking Hillary. Oh, she's a mouse. Hillary as the woman. You want that to be the bastion of femininity? Really? That shrieking criminal? Yes. And I'm spent. <laughs> and there I you have it. I, I don't. I don't. I. 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 I don't. Dinnergate. Dinnergate. Um, did you uh, listen to Miley Cyrus? Came I out? did. I did. What did you think about that? She, well, first of all, she sounds like a smoker, so I wonder if she's smoking. Oh yeah, her voice is well, uber deep, man. But I suppose she uh, she sings a lot, so that might hurt her. You know, make it a little bit lower. I, I mean, you know, part of me, uh, like Tom Hanks, came out and said basically kind of the same not the same thing but like uh how about you you know we'll give trump a chance and um you know the world's not going to come to an end <clears throat> uh and miley cyrus um you know said that she accepts him as her president and uh 
but then you know through crocodile tears she said it um i it could be worse there wasn't a lot of that venom that very true she did not have the evil hate that everyone yeah. else seemed to have uh but she yeah. did want, say she wanted to be a hopeful hippie i'm not sure what that means yeah is that a brand she started or something <laughs> it's possible i'm a hopeful hippie i have hope in the hope <laughs> i have real hope i suppose the hippo hippies are yeah, yes, the hippo hippies. Or the fat ones. Yeah. Uh, there's one thing. <coughs> Do you know who Guyana Chichichichikan is? I uh, can't say that that <laughs> rings any bells. <laughs> she is a reporter from RT, the Russia Today. Uh, D- John Kirby. Who is he again? Is he the rear admiral? Yeah. Uh, Spokeshole uh, for the State Department, yeah? Yes. Apparently. Uh, tool. Tool, yes, yes, yes. So, uh, Guyane Chichikan uh, is asking uh, questions regarding uh, the U.S. claim that Russia is, bl- you know, blowing up hospitals and wants some specifics. And not a terrible question, right? I don't think it's out of line. No. Hold on. It's important to give a specific list of hospitals that you're accusing Russia of hitting. Those are grave accusations. I'm not making those accusations. I'm telling you we've seen reports from credible aid organizations that five hospitals and a clinic, Which at least one in clinic, cities, at least. You, you can go look at the, the information that many of the Syrian relief agencies are putting out there publicly. Uh, we're getting our information from them, too. These but reports you're citing those reports without giving any specifics because we believe these agencies uh, are, are credible and because we have other sources of information that back up huh. what we're seeing from well, some of these from some of these reports. And you know what? Why don't if you, you ask? Can, here's a good exactly, question. Why don't you ask I, your defense ministry? That's what I what was, they're doing. If you and, give and a see specific if you can list. Get, no, 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 no. If you no, give no, a specific no. list of hospitals. This guy is the biggest my, my jerk ever. I'm supposed to. Hopefully would be able to go and ask Russian officials about a specific list of hospitals. that You work for Russia today, right? Isn't that your agency? And so why shouldn't you ask your government the same kinds of questions that you're standing here asking me. You ask them but John, about- she's asking you, answer the stupid question, and maybe she'll ask them, how hard can this be? Their military activities. Get them to tell you what, or when to I deny what they're doing. When I specifics, it seems your response is, why are you here? Yes. Well, you are leveling that accusation. No, and ma'am. if you give specifics, no, my colleagues would be able no, to ma'am. ask Russian Once officials. Once again, you're no, just No, ma'am, wrong. you're a liar. I'm not leveling those accusations. Relief agencies that we find credible are leveling those accusations. So why don't you question them about their information and where they're getting it? Why don't you question your own defense ministry? Which organizations then? Which ones? We'll get you you a list of them after the briefing. (laughs) I don't have it right here in front of me, but I'm happy to provide to you some of the relief agencies that are telling us what they're seeing on the ground. And specifically on on blocking blocking aid uh, within uh, within the 28 days that Russia and Syria had stopped uh, the airstrikes in Eastern Aleppo, and I understand they resumed by the they were resumed by the Syrian military yesterday. Do you can you give any specific information on uh, when Russia or the Syrian government blocked the UN from delivering aid? Just any there hasn't been any aid delivered in the last month. And you believe it was blocked exclusively by Russia? And There's the no question government. in our mind that the obstruction is coming from the regime and from Russia. 
No question at all. Ma'am. I, I well, <clears throat> Matt Lee, buckle up. Please be careful about saying your defense minister and things like that. I mean, she's a journalist just like the rest of us are. So it's, you know, she's asking. So that's questions. not a horrible thought. He's making a point. She's a journalist in this room just like the rest of us. Listen to this yep. jack wagon. But they're, they're not, you know. From a state-owned state state outlet, but they're Matt, not From a state-owned outlet. Different from ABC? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> questions it's not that she's asking are not out of line. I didn't say the questions were out of line. Okay. I didn't I mean, say the questions were out of right. line. Okay. okay. But, but I'm, I'm not. Oh, no, I understand. I'm but sorry, asking, but I'm not going to put Russia Today on the same level with the rest of you who are well, representing independent rest media. Well, awesome hold on. But, but, but just, but, look, there, well, let, we'll talk about, we can talk about this okay, later, on, later, later offline. But um, just, you know, the question is not an inappropriate question to ask. Mm. Didn't okay. say that it was, right. but I also think it should be asked of their own defense ministry. Okay, okay. fine. She which can do that, but. Do. Uh. Which... So that's John Kirby. Tool. <laughs> that's a word. Yep. <coughs> One way to say it. <coughs> I'm sorry. Did I jump out and get you? Dana Chichikan. Guyanne. She's actually decent. She asked, she asked some good questions. Um, I, uh, Matt Walsh had a great article on the blaze. <clears throat> Did you read it? Uh, you mean his most recent? I think it's, let me see when it was. It's yeah, no. I think it is. It's called liberals. If you'd like to keep losing, please continue behaving like this. <laughs> I like it. I saw I, uh, I scrolled past it, but I didn't read it. Liberals, it's clear that you wish to continue losing. You have found this taste of defeat so novel and exciting that you've become intoxicated by it. Indeed, you've done everything you possibly could over the last few days to ensure that your losses are magnified and replicated in the future. Not satisfied to simply lose in 2016, you've now begun the project of losing in 2020 and beyond. <laughs> Truly, your performance since Tuesday has been, an has been astounding in its tone deafness. It's hard for me to believe that anyone would paint such a masterpiece of ineptitude and self-destruction by accident. I can wow. only include that you're doing it on purpose because for whatever reason you are not satiated by just one stunning historic loss. You want more. And if that is your aim, I would like to make a few suggestions to help you accomplish a goal. If you'd like to lose again and again, make sure to do, I mean, keep doing the following one continue with a hilarious melodrama, uh, melodrama on Saturday, SNL opened their show with Hillary Clinton's impersonator somberly playing the piano and singing hallelujah. After the song, the actress turned to the camera and tearfully declared, I'm not giving up and neither should you. That was how a <laughs> sketch comedy show handled Hillary Clinton's defeat. It was not supposed to be funny, but it was. Honestly, I haven't laughed so hard at an SNL bit since at least the mid-90s. Liberals were not laughing, though. Leftists in the media and on social media agreed that the performance was powerful and touching and inspiring. I was reminded by more than one person on Twitter that if I wasn't moved by Kate McKinnon's Hillary Clinton tribute, I'm not human. 
well, I guess I'm not human then. And neither are most of the rational adults in this country who watched the clip and rolled their eyes so hard they could practically see their own brains. It bears mentioning that SNL handled the election results more sedately and mournfully than they handled 911. In the liberal mind, the former is clearly the greater tragedy, and it's precisely this kind of irrational, overwrought nonsense that drives people away from liberalism. So keep it up. Great work. Second, continue lying. Shortly after <laughs> Trump's election, we started seeing feverish reports of hate crimes perpetrated by Trump supporters. Black Americans, gays, Muslims, and women were being hunted down in the streets and assaulted by neo-Nazis and Klansmen, now emboldened by President-elect Trump. Of course, almost all these reports have been proven false. Normal people knew they were false because normal people are aware that, despite what they tell you on college campuses these days, America is not filled to the brim with murderous Klansmen and closeted Nazis. There are like eight of them in total, give or take, and they all live in the same trailer park. If you spent less time concocting fantastical narratives about the United States and more time actually learning about the country and the people who inhabit it, you'd know that already, and then it, you'd at least be able to come up with more convincing lies. Number three, continue being violent. <clears throat> I won't pretend that the group of black people who pulled a white Trump voter out of his car and stomped the hell out of him were representative of the liberal majority, but they do represent a disturbing trend. And unlike the hate crimes being carried out by phantom Trump supporters around the country, this violent incident was helpfully filmed and posted online by the perpetrators. So we know what happened. Just as we know for certain that leftists are storming shopping malls, setting fires, trespassing, vandalizing, throwing rocks at police officers, and rioting at various locations across the nation. Rioting has become one of the primary methods of leftist self-expression in recent years, and it is about as convincing and effective a communication tool as it's always been, which is to say it's sure to win tons of converts for the other side, but very few for your own. That's because no one watches the news and says to himself, hmm, I don't agree with the left about this whole Donald Trump situation, but they've really made a compelling case by tossing Molotov cocktails in police cars. I'm going to have to rethink my position. Um, uh, I'll skip to the fourth one. Number four, continue your rapid march back into childhood. There have been many examples of this kind of thing, but let's focus on the funniest one. The University of Michigan Law School scheduled, and then after public mockery canceled, a therapeutic event for students what? distraught by the election. They called it post-election self-care with food and play. What? If the, play? What are they going to do, like draw and like clap their hands? Let me go. Let me continue. <laughs> If that sounds like something from a bizarre, oddly politicized daycare center, that's because most colleges these days are nothing but bizarre, oddly politicized daycare centers. Daycare centers. <laughs> this is how they describe the event. Join us for delicious and comforting food with opportunity to experience some stress-busting self-care activities. Self-care? Was that like a shower? Such as coloring sheets, <laughs> Play-Doh. No way! This is not true. Positive card making. Le <laughs> what? Leg Legos. <laughs> no, let me finish. And bubbles with your fellow law students. 
So these are law students. These are this is the next attorney general. This is the next Supreme Court justice. Really? Yes. Plato, coloring, bubbles, bubbles for God's sake. I'm not sure what positive card making is exactly, but I'm guessing it's about as creepy. You are and special. <laughs> you are special. As- You're cute. Your hair is nice. I bet that's what it is. <laughs> it's gotta be. You're good enough. <laughs> You're smart enough, doggone it. People like you. <laughs> So he continues, you're not going to win back the working class as long as they fairly and accurately surmise that modern liberalism is an ideology designed for grown-ups who wear footed pajamas to bed. Worse, if it's an ideology that turns you into the sort of grown-up who wears footed pajamas to bed. The average adult has kids to care for and a mortgage to pay and a job he has to get up for in the morning. He doesn't have time to crawl into a ball, weeping as he tries to express his emotions with Play-Doh sculptors, all because his favorite candidate lost an election. The average adult simply can't relate to you guys, and if you'd like to lose in perpetuity, please make sure to continue your regression into prepubescence. (laughs) Number five, continue calling everyone who disagrees with you a racist. It's a settled fact on the left that Trump won because 60 million people are slobbering inbred racists. (laughs) On On that point, I'd like to arrogantly quote myself from a piece I wrote last week. It turns out that white people don't like being called racist every second of the day. It seems that guilt, shame, and self-loathing are not the best ways to generate electoral turnout. Evidently, repent, you bigots, is not the most effective rallying cry. On a related note, it's not true that all white people are racist. Of course it isn't true. Again, stop being ridiculous. You can't take some random sin or vice and assign it to an entire group of people based solely on their skin color. In fact, do you know what it's called when you accuse everyone in a certain racial group of possessing some negative characteristic? Racism, by definition. The other problem with writing off all of your political opponents as racist is that if you come to believe your own propaganda— You'll quickly develop a, a deep hit, hatred for the half of the company, company, I'm sorry, the country that disagrees with you. And if you hate people, you tend to alienate them. For example, take the Democratic strategist on CNN who start sarcastically blurted out, oh, poor white people, when she was asked about the white Trump voter who'd been savagely beaten by a group of black protesters. If you really believe that all white people are despicable racists, or at least the white people who don't vote Democrat, you will not be able to muster even the pretense of empathy or concern when white people are attacked. White middle-class voters have taken note of this understandably, and they are now a bit hesitant to vote into a, into a power and ideology that detests them. Number six, continue relying on loudmouth celebrities to get your message across. (laughs) Go vote. It's so important. Last week after the results came in, celebrity feminist Lena Dunham wrote a blog post that contained this paragraph. It's painful to know that white women, so unable to see the unity of female identity, so unable to look past their violent privilege, and so inoculated with hate for themselves, showed up to the polls for him too. My voice was literally lost when I woke up squeaky and raw, and I ached in the places that make me a woman. (laughs) 
<laughs> These few sentences encapsulate Dunham and her elitist celebrity cohorts. Of all the bases, all the bases are covered. Nonsensical phrases like violent privilege and unity of female identity, check. Insulting an entire demographic group, check. Person doing the insulting also belongs to that demographic group, check. Accusing white people, women, gays, Muslims, whatever, of hating themselves if they don't toe the liberal line on every single issue, check. Whatever. Using the word literally, check. Overwrought (laughs) melodramatic, check. Preoccupation with a female genitalia, check. I suppose this is all quite soothing for the misguided souls who are already prone to agree with the likes of Lena Dunham, but that's a relatively small group. To the rest of humanity, it's gibberish. Regular humans don't think like this or speak like this. A regular woman doesn't wake up in the morning after an election and declare that the results made her vagina hurt. Regular (laughs) Americans probably don't even know who Lena Dunham is, and if they do, they just want her to shut up and go away. So if you want to keep losing, definitely make sure that she and her Hollywood feminist pals are your messengers. Follow all six of these steps as you've done so well up until now, and years of glorious defeat await you. Good luck and Godspeed. That was it. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, you know what would fix this? What? Participation trophies. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh. That's outrageous. These people are just babies. They really are. Yeah. And there's just no way around that they're crybaby. Yeah. Sissies. Okay. That's the word. Um, <clears throat> there was one article that I want to try to find here. Mm. Oh, and have you ever, um, unfriended people because you disagreed with them on Never. on Facebook? Never. Never. Yeah. Now, what I what I will do is I just won't, you know, view their, uh, you know, when their comments come through. What do mm-hmm. they call that? Block the. Uh, oh yeah. So I don't hide them to, so you don't have to see it. Yeah, so I don't have to yep. see it. Just because I don't, you know, if they're. Uh, but I do that for most of them. Um, it's just I don't want to. I hate I hate having you know a five or a ten in that little globe thing up on Facebook, up on top, mm-hmm. because then you're kind of forced to go up there and see what it you know mm-hmm. what it's alerting you about. <clears throat> but yeah, I I can't even imagine unfriending. Oh, um, my daughter had a has a friend who again vo- wow, two of them, um, and uh, she Dinnergate. she voted for Trump. And she actually works at the airport down in the cities. And she told my daughter that one of the the young ladies who works with her at the airport said after the election, I wonder if there's somebody – I wonder if there's somebody that we work with that voted for Trump. (laughs) And if there was, what would we do? (laughs) Told this to this girl? Told it to this girl. (laughs) Well, so she said, hey, I did. No, she did. Probably not. I'm sure she's scared no. away. But again, really? Really? It's just a lack of self-awareness and just 
even putting yourself in anybody else's shoes. Um, and uh, just imagine the arrogance to think this way. I mean, it's just raw arrogance. Yeah. No, they are. And it, it's the elite, uh, over-educated society. Yeah. And it, I think they are over-educated. Well, the wrong, wrong. I don't, I, I, I find it hard to, to, uh, to even call them educated. Uh, because to be educated, you'd have to look at both sides of an issue. You'd have to think about it. You'd have to talk about it. You'd have to be well-rounded. And no. I think most of them aren't. No. That's so right. I wouldn't. I would call it pseudo-educated. Oh, that's interesting. Pseudo? Yeah. Pseudo. Excellent. Studio. Okay. Trump won. Who? He and did. I lost Facebook friends. This written by a friend of mine's kid. In an incredibly historic election, Donald Trump won the 2016 presidency. The night was filled with intense stress as the numbers came in slower and slower as the hours dragged on. Finally, around half past 2 a.m. on the East Coast, we got an answer. The next president of the United States is Donald J. Trump. Exciting for some, devastating for others. Congratulations if you voted for him. You'll get him next time if you didn't. One thing that I was happy with during the polling was the sense of unity that was overflowing through my Facebook feed. So many, no matter what happens, we're all Americans. Inspiring little tidbits about remaining as one despite the results of the election. And then the moment of reckoning came. And AP announced that we had our president picked. America spoke and we picked the outsider to, quote, drain the swamp. But suddenly my feed wasn't so sweet. All those that had promised to remain friends were changing their tune and opting for, if you voted for Donald Trump, delete me. I must have seen at least four of those before I logged off. It was sad. So many of my friends and acquaintances ready to toss aside their relationships over one ballot cast in one election. I thought now that the election was finally over, maybe we can rekindle some of those fires that have been put out due to differing viewpoints. But, that's, but that does not seem to be the case. Instead, I see plenty of, I'm moving, he'll start a second civil war, we will start a second civil war, internment camps, mandatory deportation for all Muslims, Mexicans, African Americans, etc. Insane hyperbole that is utter nonsense. I understand being upset that your candidate didn't win. I understand taking a day or two to sulk or cry because of it, but why do you want to cut out others from your life just because they happened to mark a different bubble than you did? I was given hope not long after the election results came through, though, when a friend of mine from high school sent me a message via Facebook. Ideologically, we couldn't be more different. The two of us are from total opposite sides of the aisle, but despite that, he sent me a kind message congratulating me that the party I voted for had won. There was no malice, no delete me, bigot. It was simple a gesture. It was simply a gesture to say we can put our differences aside and maintain our friendship. I ask all of you to do the same. Please don't ruin friendships or relationships because the election didn't go your way. We are bound together by so much more than just a ballot. We're all Americans cut from the same patriotic cloth. We are allowed yeah. to disagree with others. 
That's what makes this country so grand. But we can also place those different perspectives on the sidelines while we huddle around the TV to watch our favorite football teams knock the daylights out of one another. I mean, I know that's something you do a lot. Or gather around the <laughs> table and enjoy a beautiful Thanksgiving or Friendsgiving together. Remember that as we enter the holidays. But, but that friend probably sent him an email with a virus attached. Um, so <laughs> We need your, sorry, we lost your, we had a security problem. We need you to log in again. Yeah. You know that is how John Podesta's email got hacked? Oh, and he had not, yes, had nothing to do with Russians or anything. It was a phishing attack, straight up Jeez. phishing exercise. You put this out there. Oh, we need your credentials again. We lost them. Oh, okay. Here you go. Uh, Password uh. P A S S W A R D or O R D. Well, yeah. So that's fun. <laughs> What does that say? What? I mean, I just think that. We're doomed? Okay. Yeah, there you go. No, uh, has anybody uh, unfriended you? (laughs) No, because I've decided that it is not worth getting into these stupid debates on Facebook. Because the entire reason that other people do them is just to tick people off. I don't know. There are so many times I'd love to. Like, I, I want to put something out there but then i go i don't want the backlash it's kind of cowardly of me or i don't want no 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 i'd say no i would i would totally disagree with that uh i would say it's similar to going up to a drunk person in a bar and throwing a beer in their face even (laughs) if you win you're gonna go to jail yeah (laughs) okay yeah you're either going to go to jail or what happens if you hit them so hard that you kill the person mm. um in the end nobody's mind is going to be changed mm-hmm. no argument there there isn't an argument that you can give that's going to change anybody's mind so i think it's wisdom that you don't do it not cowardice yeah well i think we all just need some self-control here on the david allen show of the night on the David Allen show. Do you live among the creatures of the night? I I I I do. 
<laughs> oh, wait, you are a creature of the night. Yeah. Okay. Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. <clears throat> okay, uh, we're going to, I don't know, kind of draw this thing to a close. It'll be a shorter show tonight, but um, I just That's looked outside, right. and there's no snow on the ground. So, all that to say, David could have made it. <laughs> but it's a freezing <laughs> rain. Shh, we don't care about that. He can slip off the road, no biggie. Um, <clears throat> I do want uh, to kind of ask the question. I want to get some predictions for our uh, our prediction book. Do we have a prediction book? Ah, let's make it. Here we go. Ready? Prediction book. Self-control. <clears throat> um... Do you? What do you think is going to come up of this uh, electoral college uh, thing that's trying to be pushed? Nothing. Okay. All right. Uh, I kind of agree with you, uh, studio audience. Zilch. Zilch. Okay. Um. So that won't happen. So February, February, December of nineteen, I think, um, the electoral college will vote for the winner of the electoral vote count. Yeah. Okay. We're all in agreement of that. Yep. <laughs> um, January twenty, I believe, is a Friday. That's inauguration day. Yep. Uh, do you have any anything? Are they going to actually have a million feminist female woman march? You think? No. Not headed up by Al Sharpton. <laughs> Well, maybe if he transitioned or something. What but, do you mean to a woman? Well, that's, yeah. <laughs> um, do you have to transition anymore or can you just say you are? Yep, I'm a girl. That's an excellent point. I don't know. Because hmm. last I thought it was just merely what you identified as. The thing mm. that you thought you were, right? Isn't that it? Yeah, but isn't there isn't there like some... Um, some friction between the gay lobby and the tranny lobby. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is that your neighbor's dog? What? <laughs> Come here, girl. Boy, girl, boy. Come here. It. Oh, wait, that's the wrong pronoun, too, isn't it? What preferred pronoun is yours? I am uh, Z. <laughs> My preferred pronoun is we. What would we like for dinner? <laughs> Actually, that's not bad. I like that. Yeah. yeah. So inauguration's going to go off without a hitch? Yes? No? Yeah, I think it will. You think there will be any attempts at doing some sort of bodily harm to uh, the president-elect? I think that... Or you think the Secret he... Service is so good that that won't matter? No, I think... If he does something that the uh, the Illuminati overlords don't like, and he doesn't change his way of thinking, mm -hmm. then he'll he'll have a heart attack or or maybe get shot. Okay, mm -hmm. but he's a businessman. True, and he's and he's pragmatic. <laughs> you say pregnant for a second. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, he's, and he's seventy. So isn't he, he also the oldest president ever to be elected to the U.S. 
to the presidency. Is that right? Probably the oldest age. That's when what I mean. He got ele- when he got elected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. That's kind so. of fascinating. Because everyone was free. It wasn't Barry the youngest other than JFK? Yes. Okay. So we just had the youngest. That worked out really well. And now we got the oldest. Let's see how that goes. A young black guy. Uh, Alan, old white guy. Alan? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, that didn't that didn't work out well. What? Oh, you were being sarcastic. Sorry. Why didn't it work out well? Clearly it did. Look at him. Barry? Oh, sorry. Sorry. <clears throat> Look at his legacy. Now, oh, ooh, wasn't it funny? You remember when we played that clip that he was berating the audience? That mm-hmm. if you don't vote, you don't get out and vote. I'm going to take this as a personal attack. It's a slight mm-hmm. on me. I, you're, you're voting for my legacy. If we mm-hmm. don't get out. What? How come he changed his tune so fast? He's not wow. said anything about that. I mean, he's not. I haven't heard him blaming the, blaming the voters, has he? He pre-blamed them. Maybe that's it. He got that all in. I don't know. I think he's just going to go out and do whatever he... Well, I don't know. Do you think he's actually going to um, go out and actually try to <clears throat> continue on being a community organizer kind of thing? Why? He's, he, no, no, no. You know why? Because he controls now the most valuable Rolodex ever. So I don't think he has to even do anything ever again. And I don't think he gives a crap about community organizing. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that he, he'll golf a lot. Sure. And go to... Now, go to what are the odds that him and uh, Michelle stay together? Well... You think there'll be gonna, a Bill and Hillary kind of thing where they're always together just for uh, posterity? I was going to say something snarky. Hmm, Good. And I did not. Good. Excellent. Thank you. I'm glad Thank you decided you. to refrain. Yes, I took the high road. <clears throat> um, I don't know. I have, yeah, I don't know. I just, um, I don't think that there's any transcendent value that holds them together. So who knows what'll happen, you know? I'm sure it's expediency, political and otherwise. <clears throat> Well, but I think it is for most people in those positions, usually, unless, especially if you're a politician, if you're like someone like Donald Trump, well, you know how he is, but like Ronald Reagan's a good example. He wasn't necessarily a politician, so he saw things differently, but everybody before him and everybody after him was a politician. Um, So I think most politicians... They make, you know, they 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 uh, make some kind of calculation to try to get as 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 far ahead and get as much power as they possibly can, and you know. So I I think it's irrelevant uh, about Obama and Michelle because. I don't think they have this strong relationship because, I mean, when you have two people that are that political in one house, I mean, they don't do things for... It's no, I don't, it's no accident, right? Yeah. You've seen the movie Scandal? I mean, they're Scandal? not doing it for love. You know. <laughs> the show Scandal. Uh, David Semnick. Remnick, my bad. 
wrote for The New Yorker. The morning after Donald Trump was elected, President of the United States Barack Obama summoned staff members to the Oval Office. Some were fairly junior and had never been in the room before. They were somber, hollowed out, some fighting tears, humiliated by the defeat, fearful of <laughs> autocracies, moving vans, pulling up to the door. Although Obama and his people admit that the election results caught them completely by surprise, quote, we had no plan for this. That was a mistake, for one. Uh, the president sought to be reassuring. This is not the apocalypse, Obama said. History does not move in straight lines. Sometimes it goes sideways. Sometimes it goes backward. A couple of days later, when I asked the president about that consolation, he offered this. I don't believe in apocalyptic until the apocalypse comes. I think nothing is the end of the world until the end of the world. Obama's insistence on hope felt more willed than audacious. It spoke to the civic duty he felt to prevent despair, not only among the young people in the West Wing, but also among countless Americans across the country. At the White House, as, ever, as elsewhere, dread and dejection were compounded by shock. Administration officials recalled the collective sense of confidence about the election. That had persisted for many months, the sense of balloons and confetti waiting to be released. Last January, on the eve of his final State of the Union address, Obama submitted to a breezy walk-and-talk interview in the White House with the Today Show. Wry and self-possessed, he told Matt Lauer that no matter what happened in the election, he was sure that the overwhelming majority of Americans would never submit to Donald Trump's appeals to their fears, that they would see through his simplistic solutions and scapegoating. So when you stand and deliver that State of the Union address, Lauer said, in no part of your mind and your brain can you imagine Donald Trump standing up one day and delivering the State of the Union address? Obama chuckled. Well, he said, I can imagine it in a Saturday night skit. Well, imagine away, President. Who the dummy now? So that... The state of our current affairs in this world are rather, uh, the social affairs, let's say. The social affairs are dire. I do think so. Only because we have this, this group of people that are so self-centered and self-absorbed that all they want and care about are the things that they want and care about. They could give a rip about what someone else does when they do things. They aren't thinking, how does this going to affect someone else? What's it going to do to them? How will it impact them? The entire only thing they think about is how does it, how does it impact me? How does it help me? Yeah. When the I... citizenry is allowed to vote themselves stuff, they always will. And if the current president that's up for election is going to give them stuff, those people will. But I think this time enough of the adults in the room stood up and said, enough. I think, yeah, I mean, in one way, I think that's true. I also think, though, that, um, yeah. No, I, I guess I'd agree with that. It's just I, I hope people aren't thinking that Donald Trump is going to be the savior of mankind, you know. I hope they keep their expectations 
relatively low. <laughs> well, that would be realistic, wouldn't it? So all the realists yeah. should be fine, you think? I hope so. Um, yeah, I hope so. Because <clears throat> if he does a horrible job, um, who knows what we're going to get next time. Mm -hmm. Well, they say that this, in 2017, the financial world is going to fall apart around mid-year. So the early, oh. a couple year ago, speculation was that uh, whoever gets in this time is going to preside over a disaster financially, and then mm -hmm. the other party is going to come in and have to fix it. Now, that was people talking that it would be a Republican or a Democrat that would win after Barry, and they would just get killed because of the economy, and then the Republican would come in and have to actually repair it all. So maybe that got avoided, maybe. I have no hmm. idea. Just the fact that we got someone that is zero political or really close to zero politics. Yeah, I hope so. I do too. But he's surrounding himself with white supremacist racists. <laughs> How dare he? Uh, and Mitt Romney is Secretary of State. There you go. That'd be special. Maybe he could bring the Olympics back. <laughs> I don't know. The Olympics are a joke, if you ask me. If you ask me, but no one did, I don't think. No, I don't think they did either. Nobody asked you. Oh, but darn it, that's their problem. <clears throat> when will they learn? Selfish. Selfish. Yeah, yeah, clearly. Well, this is the David Allen Show um, on this uh, abbreviated Blizzard Snow Day. It hasn't happened yet. But hey, whatever. Um, DavidAllenShow.com. Uh, one of these days, we will actually uh, stick to our word and finish our Patreon page so you can help support this fine show. <laughs> you like it? Send us some cash. Uh, if you have a message you want to send us, DavidAllenShow at gmail.com. David Allen Show on Instagram. We're also on the face bag at David Allen Show. Uh, we stream live on Thursday nights at MixLR.com. Slash the Postmaster. If you go to David Allen Show, there's a live uh, stream link on uh, the most recent episode page. Uh, I think some, uh, some new things may be coming in 2017 for the show, so stay tuned. Cool. New, I don't know. New name, new place, new time. You never know. New date, new money, new... <laughs> New location. <laughs> Cuba, here we come. Here, here. Says the David Allen Show. Uh, fear not, ladies and gentlemen. The end is not. Well, the end is upon us, but not because of the election. <laughs> Stay true. <laughs> yes, uh, I don't know. Uh, this is the David Allen Show. We will see you uh, again next Next, next, really? Next, uh, next time, next week? Uh, the, oh, wait a second, next week is Thanksgiving. Maybe Wednesday? Mm, we, we, we will keep you posted. We will do something, you never know. We'll there figure it out. All right, have a wonderful evening, guys and gals. Yes. See ya. See ya. Toodles. <laughs>